The Tennis Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gam Podcast and Eric presented by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, buddy, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gam Podcast. And Eric, it is currently Friday evening, June 30th. And I'm your host, as always, Scott Reichel, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun one, but a short one. In fact, it should be shorter than we initially thought it was going to be. Initially, the plan was to go through two separate matches. We're going to preview the final in Mallorca and the final in Eastbourne. However, the semifinal matchups in Eastbourne were unable to be played or at least completed because of some rain. So because of that, you have a temporary suspension of action in the Sarundalo and McDonald match. Sarundalo was roughly a minute or two away from winning, but still, I'm not going to discount McDonald because we have seen crazier things in tennis in the past. But still, we were unable to complete a single match in Eastbourne, and you ended up seeing Paul and Brary not even take the court. For the semifinal matchup. So the game plan in Eastbourne for Saturday is to finish the semifinal matchups, then immediately have a turnaround and play the final on the same day. So naturally, if Sarundalo is able to win the match immediately, he is going to have a massive rest or at least stamina advantage over Paul or Barreri because they have to play a full match. So keep that in mind if you are going to be betting the final on Saturday that the winner of the Sarundalo and McDonald match has a significant advantage going into the final because they have to spend less time on the court before the final takes place. But still, wanted to mention that. As for the sake of Eastbourne in this episode, though, not going to actually preview the final because, once again, I'm not going to estimate who I think is going to win and then guess aligns. It's just a massive waste of time. So I'm just not going to do that. Instead, we're going to focus solely on Mallorca and preview one final into this match so we have one less match to talk about 50 percent less tennis coverage for the sake of this episode but still want to at least discuss the game plan and that's what we're going to stick with but for actually preview the final in mallorca between eubanks and manorino do want to recap how we did in the last episode and once again we swept the board it was the third straight sweep for us, and I'm really happy about it because we have been really just cooking, and I feel like it's definitely a good sign uh, moving forward that entering Wimbledon, one of the most important tournaments of the year, when you put your best foot forward, is definitely a good sign, and it means we're seeing the courts well, so to speak. So hopefully we keep that rolling. But to start the recap for the lock, we had the over 25 and a half games in the Eubanks and Harris match at minus 128, and that got there. Once again, Harris and Eubanks face off against each other, and once again, it goes to three sets, even at a tiebreaker in the final set. But that match played out the way that I thought it would, and Eubanks got it done 11-9 in that third set breaker, but the match went over. Really never in doubt, Eubanks went up an early break in the second and held the entire way, and you ended up seeing an easy uh, hold for him as it went to three sets. But that cashed, and then for the dog, we did have action in Eastbourne as we had Sarundalo and McDonald over two and a half sets of plus 120. It was pretty lucky, to be honest, or at least it looked very, very grim because McDonald won the first set 6-2, then he was up 4-1 in the second set, and then he completely fell apart. Sarundalo proceeded to win six of the next seven games in the second set, to steal 
the second set 7-5. He even fought off a love 40 situation at 5-5 in the second set. So Sarundolo came back from the brink and McDonald choked it away. But either way, he got it done or they got it done for the podcast as they ended up going over two and a half sets at plus 120. So once again, third straight sweep. And we'll hopefully keep it rolling for the Saturday match. But uh, time to actually get into the preview for the match. I don't really have anything news related, so I'm going to skip that. The draw the draws officially came out for the quarters in Wimbledon, but I'm not going to mention anything about that. I'm going to save that for the Wimbledon preview. But still, that is out. So if you do want to start filling out a bracket or if you do want to start looking at futures, you do have the draws available to you so you can get an early head start. But still, point is, that's going to recap how we did in the last episode. Now it's time to move forward. So starting off with the lines for the matchup in Mallorca, which should be taking place at around noon Eastern time. Starting off with the favorite, you have Manorino at around minus 145. Eubanks is plus 125. For the spread, Manorino minus one and a half games is minus 108. Eubanks plus one and a half games is minus 112. Uh, as for the over-under, it's at 23 and a half. The over is minus 109, and the under is minus 111. So first things first, I mentioned Eubanks and Manorino, and they might seem familiar to you because those are the two players we were rooting for in the Friday matches because we have an outright on both guys, which means we automatically win an outright in this event. Now, Manorino was a lot cheaper than Eubanks because Manorino was around plus 750, plus 800 when we gave that as outright, while Eubanks was around plus 2,000. So we are rooting for Eubanks in this matchup to cash the big plus price. We've been very close on a couple of occasions this year. For starters, we had Coria at around 16 to 1 or 18 to 1 or something like that. Might have been higher uh, in a clay tournament earlier this year, and he lost in three sets in the final to Baez. We had Struff a couple weeks ago, for example, in three, or I should say in the final against Tiafo, and he lost in three despite having a match point, and we had him at plus 2,500. So we have been close on a couple of occasions, but unfortunately, uh, we keep losing in the final, and hopefully uh, Eubanks gets it done, but if he doesn't, we still cash Manorino, so he automatically made money in the outright portion earlier this week, but still, Point is, for the sake of this matchup, I already have Eubanks at 20-1, to 1, and I already have Manorino at roughly 8-1. to 1. So because of that, you make an argument that we don't have to do anything for the sake of our personal bets in this match. But I'm still going to preview it, and I'll give out my lock and dog picks on the match anyway. But once again, if you did back my advice earlier in the week, then you are automatically make money. So you can just take a nap and enjoy the show. But for the sake of this matchup, I got to mention the head tag like I always do. They face off one time. In their careers, in fact, it was earlier this year, they faced off in Miami on hard court, and Eubanks was able to win that match 7-6-7-6. So, straight sets, seven sixes, and I do have to point out it was a little bit misleading because of the fact that Manorino had a lot of breakpoint chances, and he really failed on most of them. So, Eubanks ended up only getting broken once, so did Manorino. The difference, though, is Eubanks only had one break point. So Eubanks went one for one on break point chances. Manorino went one for nine. So Manorino did have a lot of opportunities to break Eubanks. He just couldn't do it. Manorino in that match on hard court won 80% of his first serve points, and Eubanks won 69%. However, Eubanks did win 9% more 
on the second serve. But the point is, Manorino arguably should have won that match in Miami, and the only thing that stopped him was failing to convert breakpoint chances. So I think it actually is warranted that Manorino is favored in this matchup. Eubanks has never won an ATP title, so I wonder if nerves will play a factor and Manorino has won not just an ATP event before, but he also has won one on grass. So he's experienced, and he's been around for a long time. We know this moment won't be too big for him. We also know that he plays a very unique style where he hits a lot of junk balls, which are really tough to fully account for. And I do think that Eubanks will struggle, especially since Manorino keeps a lot of them in play, and Eubanks does have an issue with unforced errors. Now, I mentioned this as a comp, in the Discord server, and I'm going to repeat it, but I think it's pretty fair when evaluating Eubanks' game. A lot of his game really reminds me of Karlovich, and I don't necessarily mean that in a good way. We know Karlovich is one of the best servers of all time, but if you follow how he used to return, and he was not good at it, a lot of slices with the backhand side, and he tried to approach the net with pretty decent volleying skills. And Eubanks kind of does the same thing, He's got a good serve, not a Karlovich serve, but still a good serve. But he does a lot of backhand slicing, and there are a lot of unforced errors. He's really not the best at it, but he keeps doing it, and it's played well on grass because he hits the ball low. But I do think, once again, unforced errors will be an issue for Eubanks in this match, while Manorino is very good at, once again, taking his opponents out of their comfort zones because of the unique ball that he hits. And I do think that with the complete flat ball that Manorino uses... You might get some short bounces. You might force Eubanks, who's a taller guy, to bend over a little bit more, and that might result in a couple more unforced errors. But Manorino, we know, is very comfortable on grass. It's why we gave him out to win this event. I think he's going to win. So I do think that Manorino, even though Eubanks is playing the best tennis of his career in terms of ranking, I do think Manorino is the more talented player, and I think that he's better on grass. So I do think that Manorino will get it done. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, it might go to three sets again. But once again, I just think that this line is a little bit too short. I said in the episode on Friday, uh, sorry, the episode on Thursday, uh, that I expected the winner of the manorino Hoffman match to win the tournament. And nothing's really changed. I think Manorino looked good. I think Hoffman is playing some good tennis. And Manorino impressed me, winning in straight sets. Now, I'm not going to criticize Lloyd Harris, who's had some injuries, and he's been successful since he came back. And he almost beat Eubanks in this in the Friday match. But still, I got to point out that I think Manorino is definitely a step up compared to Harris. And I do think that Manorino is going to be capable of beating Eubanks, potentially in straight sets. But I think Hoffman, with the firepower that he has, was a decent, I'd say, practice match for Eubanks. I know Eubanks is the better server. It's not the exact same in terms of style of play. But Hoffman was playing good tennis, and Manorino beat him in straight sets. I think Manorino gets it done here on grass. So give me Manorino on the money line at around minus 145. Also going to go with the over in this match. Eubanks has either gone to a bunch of tie breaks or three sets or even both in some cases. We have seen a couple of final set deciders in Eubanks' matches in this event. But still, the point is I am going to lean to the over. This total just feels a bit short. Even though I do think Manorino is going to win, I have to point out that Eubanks has been still very good at serving and he has still been very solid when it comes to doing enough to win. It's been very competitive. It's been a war, but he's done just enough in the final tiebreakers to get it done. 
and I do think that you might see another marathon match in this final, but I am going to pick Manorino at minus 145, and I am going to go with the over 23 and a half games in this match. But that's going to wrap it up once again for the very short uh, breakdown of the final in Mallorca. I was going to do once again the breakdown on Eastbourne, but I can't because we don't know the final matchup yet, so I'm not going to bother, but that's going to do it for the actual a breakdown. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks. Before we actually get into any of that, I want to take a quick word from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is completely changing the game when it comes to shorts as they don't use a stiff restricting con- uh, cotton like other regular shorts. Instead, they use a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. On top of that, Bird Dogs also uses an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And when you do end up ordering your pair of shorts from Bird Dog, you also get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also another great way to get down your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. So many ways to win over at Underdog, and it's active in so many states. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the final in Mallorca between Eubanks and Manorino. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks from that match. Going for a fourth straight sweep, so hopefully, knock on wood, we get it done. But starting off with the lock, I am going to go with Manorino on the money line at minus 145. Even though Eubanks got it done, truth is I wasn't totally impressed by how he played a lot of really bad unforced errors with especially the slice backhand. And I just think that Manorino on grass is going to make life difficult for Eubanks. Eubanks is tall. He might have to lean over a bit more. But the slicing strategy that Eubanks uses isn't always that effective. And Manorino does not have a great serve. But the point is, with Manorino gets it over, Eubanks might be slicing it back as a return, which means that he's not going to really capitalize on the weak serving of Manorino as much as he should, and I think because of that, Manorino should be able to do enough to hold, and I think he should be able to force some breaks on Eubanks. Eubanks wasn't having the easiest time serving in that match against Harris. He got broken in the first set, should have been broken again in the third set, but he was not. Point is, I think Eubanks is a bit vulnerable, and Manorino in the one meeting on hard court did go one for nine on break points, so he had a lot of chances. He just couldn't convert. But I do think that Manorino is the better player. He's the more experienced player. He has a title before, and I do think that's going to help him with the nerves. I'm going to go with Manorino on the money line at minus 145. And for my dog for the show, really tough to actually find a dog. So I am going to go with a prop that I found on Bet365. Now, it is going to be a very obscure prop, but it is going to be a three-way line. So ties do count as a separate entity, which means for the sake of this bet, you lose on a tie. But you also get additional uh, money for uh, the three-way line. So because of that, I am going to go to the most double faults in the match. Manorino's at plus 110. Eubanks is plus 125. And Ty is plus 500. I'm going to go with Eubanks at plus 125. In, on Bet365, in the first meeting, they tied at three double faults apiece. But Eubanks recently 
has not exactly been the greatest with his first serve percentage, and I want to mention that. So starting off with the recent matches here for uh, Eubanks against Harris, he had five double faults, and he ended up uh, landing 76% of his first serve. So he was serving well, and he still had five double faults. Against uh, Rinderknich, he landed 74%. He had three double faults. Against Shelton, he landed 72%, still had three double faults. And against Mickelson, he had two. So the point is that at least three double faults in each of the last three matches, including five in the match on Friday. Manorino occasionally has some bad double fault games, but that does also inflate his numbers to make the market think that he has a double fault problem when he doesn't. But for example, he had one double fault against Hoffman on Friday. He had one against Moutet in the quarters, and he had nine in the first round against Pella. So he was really bad in the first round against Pella, but since then he's had one double fault in each of the of the last two matches. So there is a chance you get there if Eubanks only serves two double faults. But I do think, once again, with Manorino's ability to uh, really hit some unique shots and his experience, I do think he will be able to make Eubanks feel nervous, who's once again going for his first ATP title. Maybe that results in a couple of stiffer serving motions. Maybe he double faults more. Maybe the first serve percentage drops a bit. But in your first chance to win an ATP title, nerves should definitely play a factor. Manorino's been there and done that before, so he should not be as nervous. But I do think, once again, that Eubanks has some issues with double faulting, and I do think that getting a guy a plus 125 to double fault probably north of three times or around three times when he double faulted five times last match is definitely a good deal. And because of that, I'm going to take it. Now, once again, Ty is a separate entity, so if they both get three, you lose. But I think it's good value, and I am pretty limited for what I like for an underdog since I do think that Manorino is going to win the match. So once again, the lock and dog picks for the show. The lock's going to be Manorino on the money line at minus 145, and the dog for the show is going to be Eubanks more bra- uh, more double faults, I mean, at plus 125. But until next time, find me on Twitter, Right Show Radio. Find me on the NBA show, the WNBA show. Find me on the NFL show and a bunch of other podcasts. But we're back once again for the Wimbledon breakdown over the weekend. Until next time, though, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.